This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Happy Fair Thursday. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, producer Holly Roberts, and a wonderful audience out at the Minnesota State Fair. We want to say thank you, by the way, to our daily broadcast sponsor. That's the Walk to End Alzheimer's. They are bringing you today's MyTalk State Fair broadcast. And um, Bradley, I don't know about you. Oh, hi. Are we holding hands? Hi. Hi. I didn't really mean to do that. Wow, the fact that we're still holding hands six days into the fair that's, that's a good sign you guys it is it means uh, good Doesn't things always for the happen. year um but i was gonna say or i don't know about you but i'm still riding the lisa welchel high yes from yesterday thank <sighs> you for reminding us um that we had none other than blair warner which if you were not born in the 80s you may not know who that is but you should, you should. know that she was a staple of our childhood and i was actually talking to barb you know who works um, yeah. at our booth um, and she's a little older than we are. And she was like, do you guys really understand how amazing she is? And I was like, well, this is cool. And I'm sorry I'm going off Yeah, a no, bit, this is fine. If you're fine with it. Because we're going to keep talking about yesterday but, for a while. But think about this. If you're over a certain age, like, so Barb was probably the direct generation of the facts of life. Yep. Late 70s, early 80s. Like right? they would have been peers for her. Exactly. Um, we came along later in the life of facts of life and also through the advent of reruns. Yep. And it's a little different. This is something that's different for kid, you know, kids today, the younger generation, right? right? People under, um, let's say, 35 where I don't think they have the same sort of group cultural experience with shows like Facts of Life, where Barb's generation, our generation, can have an appreciation of, you know, a person like Lisa Welchel, a show like Facts of Life, um, because we had the same shows. Right. Right, even though... We were all watching the same thing at the same time. Even though you and I didn't live through the majority of Three's Company, or we weren't very old when it was around... That still is a thick. We understand the importance of a threes company exactly. or the place of a threes company, yep. and shows like that. And I was thinking about that yesterday after our interview with Lisa Welchel, who is here to talk about her Me TV show Collectors Call, um, which you can watch on one of the digital channels of KSTP on, Channel Five on Sunday nights. Yeah, on Sunday nights. Um, I was thinking about that. How she is a that's trying to explain to somebody under thirty five, say, who Lisa Welchel is and what she means, can be somewhat difficult. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, not only that, um, one of the things I mentioned it really briefly during our interview, but I've been giving a lot of thought to this. When you think about some of the um, female-driven TV shows that we know of now that really have the female archetypes, you think about, like, Sex and the City. um, But there are plenty of shows now that have a strong female cast. That really was one of the first major sitcoms that was completely driven by females. They were the main characters. Any male that came in was ancillary to the storyline. 
And that, to me, is, I mean, that was a big deal. And more than, say, well, you know, you had shows like Golden Girls designing women, but I think specifically for us, again, it was, you know, young girls. Right. Um, and people for, you know, a certain generation. We, like, I felt like we learned, val- yes, my parents taught me a lot, right? My peers taught of me course. a lot. The, t- edu- the educational system taught me a lot. But sitcoms held a very specific role or place in teaching us right and wrong yep. in a way that I I don't know. I mean, your kids watch like Disney shows and things. Did, kind I'm, of. I'm assuming they probably get a little bit of that. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I, it's just, but it's, it's definitely not, broad, not the same. Right? It's not it's, the same. And not everybody is watching the same stories. So while we were all watching the same stories told through that lens, they're not. Yeah. Kids these days are not. These they don't have the same days. cultural competence. Yeah. The young people of today see big words. It's yeah. actually not true. They just have it in a different way. Yeah, it just comes like, in a different way. I just I don't I haven't been able to put my finger exactly on what their common yeah. experience is yet. Well, there's presumably is like through somehow through social media and yeah. like YouTube. But. I will say I got to ride the shuttle back uh, with her with Lisa Welchel yesterday and Ooh. I just like drooled all over her. Not really. Gross. I didn't do embarrassing things, but I did just thank her because she really that really was a fun interview and uh you know made up for some other interviews in the past yeah we've, we've had. had some crap interviews and i, I we almost we'll tell said you about as much on saturday we will by the way if you want to listen to our show on saturday one to three we're going to be doing a cobra tell-all where we'll tell you whatever you want to know we might make it up because if we don't really want to tell you but exactly anyway, it'll still be fun but um we kind of said as much during the interview yesterday with Lisa Welchel, like, th- it's not a guarantee that when you interview someone that you look up to and admire that it's going to be a rewarding experience. Absolutely. And she really seemed like a genuine um, person yep. beyond her acting abilities. Genuine and engaged. And I love, too, that she seems to have come to a place with her role on Facts of Life where she's appreciat- appreciative of it in a way that not all celebrities are. You know, think of people like... Um, Jan Brady. Eve Plum, who played Jan Brady, absolutely despises the character of Jan Brady, so much so that I think it really puts a damper on her ability to live a full life, because she's so angry that she's always always being um, pigeonholed as Jan Brady, which she doesn't really realize that if she would just accept that, that's a huge privilege that she was given, um, a way to see the world and a way to be seen by the world. Um, and I do feel like you're right. Lisa Welchel has really kind of come to a place where she's integrated that into who she is today. And she's found a way to be appreciative of it. Do you know who I wanted to ask her about though? Because if, if you watch any of the documentaries about the facts of life, which I have, and they're available on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know that the struggle bus for accepting their place in the facts of life was not Blair Warner slash Lisa Welchel. Mm -hmm. Was it Nancy McKeon? It was Nancy McKeon slash Joe uh, Polnicek. Um, and she seems to have finally come to a place where, you know, it's it's always interesting because there's always somebody in a cast, right? Like in a sitcom who doesn't seem to quite accept, um, or how, how do I put it, have come to terms with what that role meant? Because right. it's almost as if they were um, pushing against the, the success of it because right. they don't want it to define them, yet... That is what defines them. Yes. And I think probably like Lisa Welchel, the later you get in life, the more you are appreciative of of it because, well, I mean... It gives you so many opportunities. Well, you also realize how fading or uh, fleeting fame really is. Absolutely. And so to have something that endures decades, that is a huge deal. It is a big deal. So... Well, after we... um, when we were riding our Lisa Welchel high, you, Bradley, um, 
went out into the fair to eat your feelings about it. I did. You? I really did. I celebrated our, our <laughs> um, <laughs> interview with Lisa Welchel. No, we do this every year. So, And I know you do this. Everybody basically who's working at the fair, at least once you're going to stay either um, after or you're going to come on a day when you're not working and just enjoy the fair for the purposes of the fair, exactly. right? Exactly. Irrespective of the job. So yesterday after the show, I stayed um, and waited um, most of our friends, we had a group of 14 people. Okay, this is what blows my mind. Can you imagine all of you who are here at the Minnesota State Fair today walking through space with 14 people? On a rather busy On day. On a busy day. It was a pretty busy day. That's wild. And I will say it was actually the e- either we're just a really good, mellow group of people. True. There was some booze involved, so perhaps... Several of the people who normally would be an issue were sort of subdued a little. Yes, like the edge was taken off. I mean, I was at a point, I'm at the point in the fair where I just feel like I'm a part of the fair. Yeah, you're just like a, I'm just melting into the fair at this point. Piece of it. Well, I'm literally a sweet Martha's cookie on the hot pavement. Yes. Like I am just integrated (laughs) with the fair at this point. So last night I just kind of like jumped in. And just from our booth, went into and, the veins of the fair. But you know what? This to me, the winning strategy, and we talked a little bit about this earlier. I think people have a, a strategy for getting through the fair, and um, for me, the strategy really is: I'm not in control. I don't have to make any decisions. And one of the beauties of you and I being here every day is I can try all the things I really want to yeah. try whenever I want. Yeah. And um, a lot of times we have, you know, the the gracious gift of people bringing us things. Yes. So I could just show up and not like everybody else had their lists. I didn't have a list. I kind of had some ideas. You just got to like, just be pulled. I just got to be right. I feel like Holly, you you know, this is a very yoga yogini experience where I'm just sort of like yoga on. I'm, I'm flowing. Right? Get with the flow. Yeah. yeah, man. Namaste. Yeah. Namaste right here because we've got a whole show for you. But can I, um, do you want me to tell I you? I want you to tell me what you ate. Okay, so food things. I have a couple just obvious yes, no, maybe so. Okay, good. Okay. Perfect. So my favorite thing so far, can you guess what it is? We've actually eaten it the, together. The chicken from yes. the Blue Barn. So it was amazing when we tried it on stage. It's from Blue Barn. It's their Nashville hot chicken. So good. Have you guys out in the audience had it yet? Nashville hot chicken. Yes. Isn't it okay. delicious? If it's so good. If you haven't had it, and even if you have, go get another Lisa one. Lisa Welchel, by the way, said it was better than the chicken in Nashville. And she's so, from Nashville. That's saying something. Yeah. Um, it is not super spicy because I can't handle that. But I so we had one at the at the stage uh, last week uh, or earlier this week, and it was it was good, but it wasn't fresh out the fryer like right from the stand. Well, we got one yesterday, Colleen. It is like the best thing at the fair. It's so good. I'm totally fine saying that. Yeah. It's crispy. It's juicy. It's so good. It's salty. Mm. It's crunchy. It hits all in all the right spots. And it's sweet. And you get sour. that yummy bread that like and soaks up all the goodness. And there's pinkles. Pinkles to cut the sweetness. So good. So that's my favorite. Yes. Bar none. If that changes, I'll let you know. Okay. Um, my least favorite thing, and it's not that it was bad. It's just that I again have a food strategy at the fair, and I try to avoid things that a. I can have outside of the fair. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to get mini donuts at the fair. Right. Right? Because you can get mini donuts anywhere. Right. Was somebody complaining about the... What's that? Favorite thing was the Nashville hot chicken. Somebody in the audience was okay. very concerned. Nashville hot chicken. Nashville hot chicken. Mm, my, from the Blue Barn. My least favorite was 
there's a uh, a fajita. Oh. Have you heard about is, this Cuban fusion fajita? No. Where is that? It's at Juanita's Fajitas. Okay. Now, here, I do want to say their fajitas are awesome. Okay. But it was not, like, it didn't reach the level where rise. I think you have to go get it. Yeah. Do you okay, know what I'm saying? It. Yeah. No, it's like, if you're there and you just need a little something, and grab it. And Juanita's, for fajita. Juanita's fajitas is a classic, so you should just go there anyway. But, like, if you were re- if, if the Cuban fusion fajita was on your list and you don't get it, you're not you're going fine. to miss it. Put it at the bottom. Fill up on other things first. Now, take it or leave it, meaning I think you should probably get it. But, like, again, if the line is three days long, don't worry. Of uh, the things that I ate at the state fair. I don't know if you agree with me on this one. The dilly dog. Okay, so the dilly dog... I was so excited about the Dilly Dog, and it was. It I, people ask me if I like it. It was good. It was fine. Can it's I, not a run and get. Can I tell you why? Uh, what makes me hesitate with it? First of all, if you are like a list person and you want to m- cross it off your list, just go get it. You're gonna enjoy it. But to me, it needs to switch. There needs to be more sausage to pickle. There's too I, much pickle to sausage. The, to me, the problem is the brat needs to be on the outside. Yes. It needs to be closest to the breading. Yeah. The pickle is too wet. Yeah. And it doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't stick together well. the way yeah. it should. Yeah. And so yes, I'm with you. Oh my goodness, we are so late. We could talk about food all day. Don't oh, worry about gosh. it. We will later. Uh, when we come back, though, Elizabeth Reese is just itching to give us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. We're having a dirt alert after this on My Talk 107.1. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here at the Minnesota State Fair. She's brought all the dirt from Hollywood. I have. Hi, friend. Hi. Hi, girl. Okay, this is kind of fun. What if you went to college and uh, Matthew McConaughey was your teacher? Wouldn't that be well? I would really first of all pinch myself and hope that I didn't wake up. That it was all a dream. Right? Because remember the Calm app, he puts you to sleep. Yeah. Oh, he does. He did not put me to sleep. Okay. I have the Calm app, but I always forget to. I don't, I can't, I use it all the time. Really? Yes. And I cannot do the Matthew McConaughey one. Oh. I can't do it. It's too too familiar. Mm. Okay, stop (laughs) it, trainer. Okay, so Matthew McConaughey has been appointed a professor of practice at his alma mater, which is the University of Texas in Austin. And uh, he's been teaching the script-to-screen film production class with another faculty member and director since 2015 as a visiting instructor. So he's been shaping the course's curriculum and giving students a behind-the-scenes look at film production. And he- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest-growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
He said, it's the class I wish I would have had when I was in film school. Working in the classroom with these students gives me a chance to prepare them. And he says, making movies is both a science and an art, no matter the time or the generation. The elements of truth and genuine joy for the process are timeless, and that will always be our classroom focus. It's wow. so cool. So thoughtful. Well, you know, here's what I do appreciate about that, and is that... You know, you do want to learn about that from somebody who is actively doing yeah, it. Yeah, someone who's right. in and what the is, business. You know, they always say, like, those uh, who can't do, do teach, teach or whatever. Yeah. And then I think there's true, an extra one, those who can't teach, teach a gym is what I've heard. I don't, I'm wow. just saying, I don't say that. Gosh, I hope just, there are no gym teachers I out disagree. There I think all teachers should be lauded. I just, but, that's, you know, that's just what I've heard. And I'm a person who went through journalism school, right? So I went to journalism school and I remember really appreciating, I had a professor, her, her name was Pat Hastings, and she was a former reporter. She'd been a reporter in Milwaukee for years and years and then decided to be a professor. And her insight was far and away the most helpful insight mm -hmm. of anybody that I got in the program yeah. because she did what I wanted to do. Right. So there is something really great about that. And I love the idea of people who are you know, experts in a field and then want to take time to teach, too. Well, yeah. and the thing that, you know, the $60 million question or the thing that you don't know, and this is what's probably um, interesting to learn about Matthew McConaughey, is just because you're a subject matter expert does not a good teacher make. True, so true. just because you have the experience doesn't mean you know how to translate that for an audience who's learning it. Yeah. So that is the critical skill. So if this is something that he's, you know, actually he's very good, good at. at, that's and that's good to know. And he up with somebody who's also good at it, so yeah. working together. So also, I, I just... Really cool. I want to be a professor of practice. Right? Yeah, I think that's like, so cool. I feel like that just sounds so cool. like my speed. That like, sounds so I don't good. need to be the best. I just want to be the practice, practice. professor. Okay, side so, note, yeah. side note. My, I did have a radio broadcasting class in college, and the, uh, the instructor told me I might want to look for a different profession. Oh. Well. And look at what I'm doing now. You should send that person a little resume. Deal. I saw him one time here at the Minnesota State oh, Fair no. walking by while we were doing our show. Did you trip him? No. Oh, no. Was he working at the Prado No, but I have done it. <laughs> no, yeah, right? So if you go to class and Matthew McConaughey is your teacher, that's pretty cool. If you go to church and Justin Bieber is part of like the song leadership group up nope. there. No. That's also pretty cool. No. I don't know. Justin Bieber <laughs> is it is really involved in this Hillsong Church, which is a controversial church, you know. Oh yeah. So I mean, some people love it. Some people think that it's uh, a racket, but whatever. Anyway, Justin Bieber. Uh, it, apparently, it took him years to work up the courage to lead worship at his church. He hopped on stage with the worship band on Wednesday night and led the congregation in song. And the story is that. He hadn't done it for so long because he never wanted to make his faith into something that was a show. Mm. Um, but that he did a fantastic job. And, I mean, you can see the other people who are singing beside him, like, pretty much losing their minds that they're singing with Justin Bieber. Oh, I bet. That is, there's, some, there's a lot going on in that story. There's a lot going on in everything I bring yeah. to you. Yeah, like as there should be. I don't quite know if how to chew nothing. on that one. Why would I bring it to you? Christian Slater and his wife, Brittany, welcomed a daughter. So they, this is their first child together. He's 50. And um, now he is dad to an 18-year-old, a 20-year-old, and then the new little baby girl. Oh, my so gosh. Congratulations, Christian Slater. Congrats to him. New baby also, baby. like, way to go with the built-in babysitters. Yeah, that's, uh, that is probably a really great thing. We were at a cabin this summer with some friends who had a 10-year-old 
and a 13 year old and I was like can you can your girls come live with me it's the best right <laughs> you guys are awesome I know it's so fun uh, John Stamos saying he doesn't think the punishment fits the crime when it comes to his full house co-star okay. Lori Laughlin and what she is going through and the uh, college admission scandal he told GQ I gotta be careful I wanna wait till the trial happens if it does yeah. or whatever yeah, so the result is maybe he should it. have um, he says, whatever happened, I'm pretty sure that the punishment is not equal to the crime if well, there was a crime. You don't, wait, you don't know really what's actually happened, and you're not a legal expert, so oh, why sh- would you open He'll show up later in the show. Yeah. Don't worry about it. He, because he, that, yeah. And also, don't, when you start the sentence with, I should wait until the trial to say anything, yeah. stop there. then that's the end of the sentence. You stop there. Because if you keep talking, you're that's not like waiting. That's like when somebody says, I don't want to be rude, but. Yeah. Or, yep. or like, yeah, you no do. offense, but. Yeah. If yep. you say that, probably something racist or misogynist. I'm or telling you, but, but negates everything you say before. Yeah. Elizabeth yeah, Reese. Thanks, friend. Thank you for that lovely dirt alert. Uh, but we have to go. But we have to go. <laughs> uh, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. We're just saying goodbye to Jason on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, producer Holly Roberts, and uh, we're going to give uh, a wonderful listener 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> uh, we do it every day at 1230. It's the 30 second pop culture challenge. Second pop culture challenge. Who is on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Herb on the line, and what is Herb playing for? Herb is playing for a beautiful pair of these. Tickets to go see the movie Britney Runs a Marathon. All right, Herb, you ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge? Let's do it. I got a pronto pup to eat. Okay, okay. All righty. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Trisha Yearwood is married to which music superstar? Pass. Kate Hudson played the character Penny Lane in what movie? Pass. The character Sam I Am wants you to eat what? Ham. Noel and Liam Gallagher were members of what band? Uh, Oasis. What is the name of Garfield the cat's owner? Bradley Trainer. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Trisha Yearwood is married to which music superstar? Um, oh, Herb. Sorry, Herb. You, were, you did not win the 30-second pop culture I'm challenge so today. I'm so sorry. But you'll get another chance tomorrow because we do it every day at 1230. Let's get to the answers to those questions, okay? I hope he finds his pronto. Pump. Me too. Yeah. Trisha Yearwood is married to? That would be Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Uh, Kate Hudson played the character Penny Lane in Almost Famous. I've never seen that. Movie. Oh, it's no such a great movie. Um, he got green eggs and ham. Well, he just said ham. But, yeah, the but look, I was green not eggs along with point. him. Uh, Noel only he got that. What is the name of Garfield the cat's owner? John Arbuckle. I would have taken John, honestly. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, you know. Like to give a lot of information, we'll just take a little. Yeah, we'll take uh, what's sort of us. that's sort of the motto on our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that we've answered all those questions, we can move on to solve some blind items that Holly's brought for us in uh, this segment we call "Blinded by the Item." Blinded by the item. 
celebrity gossip mysteries. We have four celebrity gossip wow. mysteries today. It's a bumper crop. Sure is. That's because I think that you, Colleen and Bradley, are going to do really well at solving these celebrity gossip mysteries today. We'll be the judge of that. Yeah. Here's Don't first count your chickens. items before they've been blinded. Oh, that was good. Here's your first blind item. Any doubts that the foreign-born model-slash-wannabe actress was not going to be in demand after her long contract with the A-plus-list actor was squashed uh, with her non-stop demand for the past month by various Middle Eastern and Russian oligarchs who all took her yachting? Ooh, that would be an Irina shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Not Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Nope. All right. So let me fill in the blank for you. So any doubts that Irina Shake was not going to be in demand after her contract with Bradley Cooper ended were squashed with her nonstop demand for the past month by various Middle Eastern and Russian oligarchs who all took Irina out yachting. You know, like some days I just choose to believe that that world doesn't exist, yet it clearly does. Uh, yeah. And here we are. I can't. die, you I just want to be on one of those yachts, you and I just want to see for my own eyes yeah. how this all plays out. Visual confirmation. Literally, I think I'm just going to take a job like as like a steward on one of these boats. A skipper? A skipper. No, because I don't even know what that you means. You don't know how to skip, I don't, but you yeah. could stew. I don't want to skip off the boat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to pull... Oh, no, never mind. Yeah, too soon. Ooh. No, I know where you were no, going. That was terrible. You went all in. I had to. Oh, did you? That was terrible. <laughs> that was horrible. How could you? Well, cause How mostly because I figured you? half the audience doesn't know who I'm talking okay, about. Okay, fine. So okay, it's great. Fine. Let's move, move on. on. Before we get in any deeper. And like, no, but who's calling to be offended at that? I mean, true. Yeah. Not uh, Robert yeah. Wagner, I can tell you that. Okay, stop. All right. Uh, let's move on to another celebrity gossip blind item for Colleen and Bradley to solve. A little mystery here. Here we go. It appears that people have been skimming money from the permanent A-list singer in quotation marks and trying to hide it. <gasps> Is that Britney, Britney Spears? Spears? No. <sighs> Let me fill in the blank for you. So it appears that people have been skimming money from Britney Spears and they've been trying to hide it. Okay, oh, I well, so this this isn't a surprise first no, of all. No, correct. We are just sad about it. But this is I mean, can we is the are the what? are the, have you, I mean have, What do you <laughs> But honestly, are the judges paying attention? Please. No, okay. Well, first of all, Somebody judges carry are some busy. Ones. Okay. And their job isn't like they're not as focused on Britney Spears as we are, frankly, because you know, well, and a lot of fans. Somebody should be. Somebody should be. But um, I would imagine there are a lot of people. We've said this though for years. Well, no, actually, technically, this year since yeah. we've been talking Weeks. about this particular Just- issue. <laughs> Although I'm sure we've talked about it in the past with Britney Spears. Like, she's a machine. And actually, I know we talked about it when she first went back to work in Vegas. And we were excited because it was an opportunity for her to um, sort of, like, show that she, you know, can um, be a positive member of society yeah. and, like, show up and do a job yeah. and, you know, get better. Um, the problem is, I think, honestly, her doing that was really just to continue to fuel this machine that is her career, which is responsible for so many people's paychecks that there's a vested interest by those people to keep her where she's at. It's so heartbreaking. Yeah. It really is heartbreaking and unfortunate. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. Oh, okay. Another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve here at the Minnesota State Fair. Here we go. 
fans of this rebooted boy band are beginning to notice what I've been telling you for a long time. The relationship between one of the members and his wife is fake. Things really started to fall in place for them this past week. Uh-huh. Is that Backstreet Boys? Police. Are you serious right now? Menudo? Menudo? It's the Jonas Brothers. Oh, God, the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> I don't, you, you know, it's really so funny. This is how old I am. I don't, re- I don't think of them as a boy band because I don't listen to them. Oh my god! Yeah, like when I think boy bands, I think of all of the boy bands of our generation. Yeah, yeah. Like anyway, do the boys. thing. Yeah, you no. don't care that I'm old. Fans of the Jonas Brothers are beginning to notice what I've been telling you for a long time that the relationship between Nick Jonas and his wife Priyanka Chopra is fake and things really started to fall into place for them this week. Thank you at the VMAs when yep. she did not show up and then did not say anything probably honestly if I'm being real real so not obvious. that I've thought about it it's so obvious she probably didn't even know there were going to be VMAs totally like because they didn't have it on their calendar or something so she didn't show up and then she didn't even know that it was probably well, protocol for her to say something while they were happening or that it was a big deal that would make it look like oh I just couldn't be there because I'm shooting a movie she did such a crap job at that well she had to wait till like the next day sorry I'm not done yet geez, when we were talking about them breath. to put her ugly dumb photoshop ugly, dumb. up sorry i'm very you, emotional you also did one of those photoshops i know because it was, it was so, dumb. it was kind of dumb okay but what i wanted to say um now that you're breathing i'm done about these two is that um this is what further just to echo your sentiment this is further proof that this total relationship or this relationship is a total fake because they have done so many of these fakey things where they all show up to an event together. They all take a bunch of selfies together. They all wear matching wardrobes together. They all go out in this like coordinated, like monolithic unit thing. Um, and then this this huge one that couldn't have been any huger for them this year. Literally, the VMAs for yeah. the Jonas Brothers. I mean, obviously they're going to have other opportunities, but of the things that are actually happening to get publicity for. Um, you know, this one, oh, like, I just am not even going to show up to it yeah. without any sort of... Like, mention of it. Yeah. Here's the thing that really gets me and makes me mad about Chonus, is that we will know all along that this is fake. But the people who really think it's real, when they break up, they're never going to be like, you guys, that was totally a fake relationship. We are never going to get our due. Yeah, they're going to blame us That's for the pulling problem. them apart. That's the problem. It was all your fault. So if let's you just guys all... would have believed oh, in them, they I would just... still be together. By show of hands, we have a studio audience. And you don't. I don't care is not an option. You all have to pretend you care if right you, now. If you didn't care, you wouldn't be here. Okay. How many of you think that Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas have a real relationship? One oh, lady. One you are optimistic. Wow, and you're beautiful. also brave because yeah. I feel like you know this audience could turn on you. But how many of you think it's fake, like super fake? Okay. Oh, gosh, see, but no, there are people who did not raise their hand. Everybody was That's supposed to they're vote. They're sleeping. Fine. Mm-hmm. They're taking a nice break from the sun, from our and it's perfectly show. acceptable at the My Talk 107.1 booth. Fine. All right. Well, um, Holly, thank you for those delicious blind items. You're welcome. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, I'm not done. I have more Chonus to talk about. Oh, good. Yeah, they're coming. We got a Chonus bonus coming after this on My Talk 107.1. Okay, so Holly's uh, wonderful blind item at the end of that last segment was well-placed because 
Uh, I think that I've, I've stumbled upon a conspiracy. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, producer hey. Holly Roberts. We're live at the Minnesota State Fair. Thank you, by the way, to our daily broadcast sponsor, The Walk to End Alzheimer's, uh, for bringing you today's My Talk State Fair broadcast. Okay, whenever we talk about. Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra, one of our favorite publicationships. We call it a Jonas bonus. It's time for a Jonas bonus. Okay, okay. what is the Jonas bonus? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Today. So I think what we're seeing, this is my conspiracy. I was telling you I had, I was, I was sort of hatching a conspiracy. Okay. Or at least noticing something going on. I think that every time there's any sort of question about whether or not this relationship is real, we start to go back to some of the easier Priyanka Chopra, Nick Jonas stories, like how they met when they started oh, sure. dating, blah, blah, blah. Distraction, Right? And so she doesn't show up at the VMAs. People start to go, is this relationship even real? And then suddenly you see in the cheat sheet a story about how they met. Yeah. Okay. So here, but then, but then there are more details. These are ones you've never heard before, and you're oh look, somebody's dropping details of never before heard ways that they got all oogly googly around each other right at the moment when we're questioning the veracity of the relationship. I got it. Go ahead. Okay, so the so the bulk of the story is still kind of the same, right? They've kind of been acquaintances for a couple years, and then they met at the Met Gala, and then... He slid into her DMs. Exactly. All of that stuff the same. However, have you ever heard my favorite part of the story, which is when they first met, he dropped to his knees. Uh. Yep. When they first met, Nick Jonas dropped to his knees and said, you're real. I can't believe you're real. <laughs> okay. That's adorably not real. That didn't happen. No. That did not happen. If a guy did that to you, what would your reaction be? Um, bye. Yeah, you walk in the opposite (laughs) direction as fast as you can. Yeah. What movie did you see in that that in and I did can't it work? Believe you real. Okay, what else did we learn? Never okay. before behind the scenes, never before heard so, behind the scenes. Um, okay, so other things that you you learn about them is again, the more about their wedding, more about how much they spent on the wedding. But then the cheat sheet goes on to say uh, the couple faced a great deal of criticism because there were some sponsored brands in the ceremony. Well, yeah, we've been talking we about that from day one. I mean, we I know. would just like to correct or remind the record that we've been on this from day one. Exactly. Like, we saw right through this. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, now you want to know about their first date. This is where we learn things we've never learned before. Okay. I don't even honestly remember their first date. I don't either. I thought it was the Met Gala. The first time they met in person was at the Vanity Fair Oscars party in 2017. Okay. Uh, This is the time that he dropped down to one knee and said, you're real. Where have you been all my life? That's what he said. So they were supposed to... Now, this is what I think is... This is where you learn. Obviously, they're 
you know, they're they're open about the fact that their publicists set up this meeting. Sure. Because they were only supposed to hang out, quote, for like five minutes. But they clicked and they just couldn't stop hanging out. So they're, they hung out for more than five minutes. Okay. They enjoyed a drink at the mm. after party. Okay. And then... She invited him back to her apartment. The, the first night they met? Yes. Okay. Ooh. I thought, I, when did all the, like, him drop it into her DMs happen? I'm all so confused that. at this time. I am timeline. too. You know, I should actually draw out the timeline because I, I know all these little tidbits about the story, but I don't quite know what order they happened okay, in. So they but this is the their first, first date. They so they're at an after party for the Oscars, uh, the Vanity Fair after party. And uh, he drops to his knees. He says, you're real. Where have you been all my life? Oh, swoon. They're only supposed to spend five minutes together. They end up just loving spending time together so yeah. much that they go for a drink at the after at the after after party. Then they go to her apartment. Okay. But you know what? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. He was Why? so adorably romantic and decided to no. just sit on the end of her bed and no talk to her about life. What? No. That I like that narrative and I see how that could have worked for them. But this is the narrative they're pushing. Things were about to get really hot and steamy because oh, they were really loving on each other. No, no. no they weren't. But actually. they couldn't get hot and steamy. Why? Because Priyanka's mom was crashing at her apartment. Oh, so she needed to go back to her apartment to hang out with her mom? No, her mom was at. She invited jo- oh, Nick to the apartment. The mom was there. But the mom was there. And, like, is it a one room apartment? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is just I, I I like your theory that this is just an attempt to distract from that which we're already talking about, which is how you know gloriously fake the relationship uh, was made to be. It's so ridiculous. With her absence at the VMAs. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But you know the the story that they're pushing is that Nick Nick was um, was such a gentleman that oh, he yeah. didn't. What's try anything ring? with the mother there, yeah. and so he was—he just was trying to be respectful of the boundaries. What a guy! What so a decent guy! He left with just a hug. Mm. Aww, I know, sweet, Not right? Not even a special hug. Not even the special kind of hug. What's a just special hug? Bradley. I don't know what that is. The spe- a special kind of hug. What do you mean? Is that like what do you do? Not the one where you like pat people on the back because that's kind of I hate when people do that. Okay. <laughs> um, so another story that I wanted to share with you is that, check this out, just in case you think that this fake relationship isn't working, it's working, and they're making money off of it. Because it's working for them. Exactly, because yes. Priyanka it's Chopra for us. and Nick Jonas are going to be featured in their first ever ad commercial. What does that mean, ad commercial? <laughs> I think it just means an ad in a com- commercial campaign. This you mean is that, from this the, is the Times time, India. This is the first time they've appeared in an ad campaign together? Apparently, I guess I hadn't thought about that. Okay, tell me more. An actual legit, so not like a fake one like they do on their uh, Instagram. Yeah. Not like that, where they get sponsored content. Sure. They actually were hired to shoot an ad campaign for a tequila brand. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a tequila brand. Uh I don't know what the tequila brand is, and okay. I don't know where this advertisement so is going to be. So they're doing a great be. job advertising for them. They are, awesome. apparently. Um, and by the way, in the Times India, do you know what they call, well, we call them Chonis? Yeah, what do they call them? Nick Yana. Nick Yanka. Nick Yanka? No, Nick that's Yanka. No. That's dumb, right? Somebody needs to be fired at the Times of India, because I don't like that. Anyway, they're, re- they're releasing lazy. still photographs from... From their big tequila campaign. So I wonder, it must be an Indian ad campaign? It could be. 
Um, I don't know. She's, it must be because she's currently, uh, you know, she's doing press for The Sky is Pink, this big um, movie she's doing in India. And so I'm thinking that this, and this is being written in the Times India. So obviously, I will tell you that the name of the brand of tequila is called Via One. Via One. Yes. And it is a partnership with the big uh, uh, tequila. No, vodka conglomerate Stoli. Oh, you know that? So then now they have. A tequila brand that they're partnering with. Huh. So, uh, yeah, and they're all, this is all, you know, it's. Oh, time. could you please yeah. read some of those words? Oh, because yes. this is all just one big mess. Here's from the press release Joe, or Nick Jonas and his collaborator, designer John Varvados, will introduce Via One Tequila to the U.S. The spirit made in partnership with Stoli Group LLC USA will make its debut at the Via One Lounge at the Jonas Brothers Happiness oh, Together yeah. Tour at Madison uh, Square Garden. So this is there just, you go. Those without ticket concerts will be able to buy Via One in New York starting early September at bars, restaurants, and liquor stores. The tequila will arrive in a handful of other major cities later this month and be available nationally so in a, the first quarter of 2020. So it's a U.S. thing, but... It's just for, you know. Yeah. It's to, you're absolutely right. This is just one more step on their, you know, brand right. takeover of the world. Yeah. It's one more step on their brand takeover of the world, and it's working. And we're all part of the problem. I just, I want to meet that, you know, I'm really interested if you guys are just joining us as we go to break here on yeah. the Colleen and Bradley Show. Sorry, I'm just curious how, like, who's the target market for Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas's relationship? I don't, I don't know, but. I don't know if they care. Other than them. Right. right. Exactly. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you may have heard the Farmer's Almanac is predicting we are going to have a nasty winter. Oh, no. Let's not I'm sorry. Winter. We have to start to prepare. Here's my oh. question. What are you going to do about it? 651-641-1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.